The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's not another Buffalo podcast. With Pat. Well, it doesn't matter if it's patron state of mediocrity ryan Tannehill, john mike Grable is stanley steamer carpet yeah. cleaner dude he'll carpet, he'll, you know he'll steam over some of the shittiest carpets you've ever seen and brando Absolutely joe flacco not. has a super joe bowl flacco. mvp look at the stats dog he look has the a stats. super bowl look, mvp look, look at your, the stats your argument said that matt ryan went to a super bowl joe flacco what a Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, and then people I were like, Joe, Joe Flacco, Flacco elite. On Buffalo Rumblings. All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John, here with my buddies Pat and Brando, here on a Monday evening, first day of the year. The big episode 101 that we've all been... I'm sorry, this is episode <laughs> 201. 201. 201. I don't know. I think that's... You go backwards, right? Like, as soon as you get to 200, you start back at... Well, yeah, exactly, 101, and then you go back and work up to it. Uh, this is Buffalo Rumblings podcast. You can find us on all platforms at Not Buff Podcast. Gentlemen, uh, any any good resolutions for you guys? Pat, we saw you with a with a bowl full of salad before this episode, so you're starting the new year off right. Uh, try it, try it, try it. Try it. <laughs> what about you guys? What do you? Not much. Hey, Pat, what else was in that salad? Uh, uh, so we had some Wegmans, big bag of chicken tenders through the air go. fryer, and then some uh, honey mustard, Ken's Light. Um, so you know, just for the kids Ken's back home. Light. <laughs> not Ken's, it's Ken's no, light. It's Ken's light. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I, I, Pat, I laugh so hard because I am a hundred percent guilty of that. I guarantee you there's some like Catalina light in my fridge right now. And it's, it's probably been in there for two years, but Brando, any, anything from you put 10 pounds on. So no light crap. Give me, give me the full effect of everything. No diet soda. Give me the Coca-Cola. Yeah. Give me- if you want it from anybody, like I have 10 pounds available if you'd like it. If I know, had if a penny just- every time somebody responded with that, I would be a <laughs> few dollars in my pocket. No. Nice. But nice. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. How about you? Well, Break 80 golf game uh, that would be great yeah. I, I you know i'm trying to stick to realistic expectations here so maybe that might not qualify but yeah. uh I, I don't know break 90 without mulligans i think would be a dream come true yeah. so you know i've written down like a 92 and 93 on the scorecard yeah. before but you know there's definitely a couple breakfast balls in there a couple even though even though you're playing late in the afternoon or whatever but yeah that's what i want yeah. man i want a, i want a 79 on the scorecard this year yeah. Well, I think honestly, like it, it's kind of sucks, but anybody listening to this podcast 
kind of realizes, you know, if you're if you're this invested in the bills, if you're listening to our podcast, you have to love the bills at a certain level. So a certain amount of your mental health is tied to how this season finishes right. up. <laughs> and uh, if not, then congratulations, you're better than all of us yep. and in a better mental headspace, probably. I don't know. How, how are we feeling about the outlook right now? Because... All vibes, John. Kind of, kind of took a little bit of a fall this past week, and I know we're still in a position to win the division. Everything is in front of us, but you know the way you win doesn't matter in the win loss column, but it kind of matters when you're trying to predict how they're going to perform yeah. week to week and next week. So maybe not, maybe not the hot football that we've seen, but uh, how are the vibes with you guys? Vibes is an interesting word because it really was a party yesterday at the stadium. I love the games on holidays. I love the Thanksgiving Day game, but I like working them. I like working New Year's Eve. I like we I think we did a Christmas Eve game once over the course of nine years, but everybody's generally happy and in a good mood no matter what happens. So I think yesterday the vibes were good, even with the offense playing bad. I think that's Bill Belichick. You know, Josh Allen maybe is a little rusty. It was cold. It was not an ideal game to be outside yesterday. But I'm going to give him a pass. Bill Belichick plays the Bills strong. You know, he's got their number. Even if Josh Allen used to torch them, this is not new. Bill Belichick being able to stop a good offense. And the Patriots had the number one run defense in the NFL. So we expect, like I said, we, before the game, we talked about this in the game picks. Pat picks to cover, but to win. And we said statistically, you know, these big time underdogs can cover this game and it'll be close, but it, the Bills will win. But vibes are still there. They're just scary because I've said it all along, but I think that Denver game, the 12 men on the field is going to cost them something this year and it could very well cost them next week when they if if I don't how dare I say when they lose if they lose maybe if they lose because what Josh is nine and one in the last 10 against the Dolphins so that's my only that's where the vibes are at right now I just keep looking at Josh Allen versus the Dolphins and I feel better the craziest part about it too is we're not looking at you know oh if they win they could be the seventh seed you know they could be the sixth seed you know that's the price that they paid for that Denver game like they could be the two seed yeah Literally, like if they win, they're the two seed. Done. It's all that, forgotten if they can get it. That that's crazy. Yeah, crazy to me. You you hopped Kansas City. You hopped all these other teams in the AFC. The Bengals aren't even making the playoffs because they lost their quarterback. The Browns seem like the second most unstoppable wagon in this conference, and and Baltimore is number one. I would I would think right now. So we should be talking about that. We should have been a one seed team though, because you throw games with Denver, New England. That's two that you should have. So put it at. So four. you might be you might be close, but what what is Baltimore? I have three losses yeah, on the season. They're good. Baltimore's good. So so we've already got six. So we got to erase three of those. And honestly, there's three very erasable losses, but it's hard to play that game because yeah. you flip the Giants game the Tampa Bay game too at that point, then you're looking at two extra losses that yep. we stole wins out of those games. But Pat, how are you feeling about this team going into the playoffs? Do you think we're going to see the version of this team we saw this week? I'm going to, you know, really get on the, the Taylor Huntley bandwagon here come next week <laughs> and Humphrey, you know, something like that. But he should have know. a good bandwagon though. Taylor Huntley is not a bad player. No, we just need him to be marginally better than Mason Rudolph. So, so I want to, I wanted to ask you guys about this. Think about it from Baltimore's perspective, right? And this isn't, you know, we're like, okay, it's the backups. Maybe they can play spoiler against the Steelers. And, you know, honestly, in this season, how poetic would that be? It'd be like the opposite of the 2004 season yes. where the Steelers backups hammered them. It probably I mean, what, still what else? keeps Drew Bledsoe up at night. Right. What other crazy thing could happen this season at this point? Like, you know, I don't know. Somebody well, should be writing miss. books about this That could this be season. a crazy thing, right? That could be a very it could crazy be. thing. Yeah. It could be. It could be. But anyway, from Baltimore's perspective, they have two things that I, I kind of wanted to talk about. So remember a couple of years ago when Lamar was the MVP and they were the one seed and they got the bye? Yep. And they rested their, they had the buy secured. So they, they 
they yeah, rested the Titans, their starters. Right? And then the Titans came in and lost and they looked, you know, so so that was after resting their starters in week 18. So you want, have to wonder if they're rethinking that decision or they're going to do it the same way and, and try to roll with the result of, you know, being healthy and stuff like that. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Again, there's they're probably going to rest most of their starters, but who knows? Maybe they come in and play series or something like that. I, I don't feel think like that really affects the outcome of the game either way. But John Harbaugh with like the Sean McDermott special, right? The Mike Tomlin, we can kind of group these guys together. They might get a quarter and starters might get a quarter because of how this happened before. You know, they lived through it and they want a different outcome. So maybe we do a different result and they're not, it's totally banged up. They're, they're decently healthy. Mark Andrews is out for the year, but all their nicks and bruises, they have the full slate of offensive weapons available to them. Their defense is strong. So maybe they play a little bit, but it's, if it wasn't the Steelers, I would think they would play more. Right. You don't want to, you don't want to put Lamar out there against TJ Watt. No, Lamar shouldn't play or something like that. Probably. I wouldn't want Josh playing at all unless they're going for some sort of record, you know, like Peyton Manning needed that touchdown to Dallas Clark for his 50th touchdown in Buffalo. And then they take him out after that first touchdown throw in the snow. That would have been like 2006 maybe. Yeah. But his last game being a five touchdown performance against the Dolphins, you know, if unless Allen comes out and has four total touchdowns against the Dolphins as well, you'd probably think he locked up MVP. So he doesn't really have anything else to prove. So you've already lost. Even even with, even with the Josh Ford touchdown performance, I, I think Lamar would have it locked up just based on how he played when he went out, like secured the one seed. He had what? Five touchdowns last week, five passing, five touchdowns. passing touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. And I know in total TDs, he's a little bit down there, but you know, he's they're the one seed. They might have it locked up. So anyway, the other thing that I wanted to get to about the Ravens from their perspective, and I don't know if NFL teams can really play this game like we do at home, but if you're the Ravens, if you beat the Steelers, you know, you're getting Buffalo into the playoffs, right? Do you want to get Buffalo in the playoffs? Do you want Buffalo in the playoffs? Or would you rather have the Steelers in the playoffs? And like, again, the Steelers are looking okay. They lost to the Steelers. Steelers beat the Ravens. So that could be part of it. But do you want your potential AFC championship opponent to be a red hot Buffalo Bills? A potential red hot Buffalo Bills, right? So are there you know, any other is, are there any other circumstances where the Ravens lose where we still make the playoffs? Again, we win, we make the playoffs, right? So this is all this is all assuming that we lose to Miami. How do we get in? We could also have Jacksonville lose, but they have to lose to the Titans. So I don't know if your boy Tanny's I don't know if Tanny's gonna pull that one off. But uh hey. You did. He he if he did <laughs> That'd be that'd be one more reason Snaps to glorify Tanny on the yeah, on right. the show. That would be <clears throat> hilarious. We'd have a lot of good highlight clips from that. But so those things to keep in mind. The playoff picture is clearing up. I don't want to look into tie scenarios at this point. I think the other thing is uh what is it, Houston and Indy can tie. And then the the Bills would get in if they if they tied because they're playing each other, AFC South matchup. Yeah, that's weird. Again, it's another weird outcome. Well, I did. The Jaguars see already have the division wrapped up though, right? So no. they would really need to. No, 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 no. no. They they did. They, they felt like win. they did. Yeah, they do have to win to to even get in. I think right. Yes. Or no, they might be able to get in. They can I don't know win. Their scenarios. I want to say if they win and then the Colts and Houston Texans tie, those two get in also. Is that right? No, because they only have nine wins, right? I'm not sure. I don't know. We don't need to get down this rabbit hole because it could be a, a long hole to go down. So yes, yes, there are a lot of possibilities for how the season can end up still at yeah. this point. So I'm a little worried. The 95% number that the playoff odds it's very misleading because that I think you're saying that we have a 95% chance to beat the Dolphins and that and that and key. You're not counting the backups for the Ravens. You're not counting. 
Will Levis. So, well, I think that number is less misleading than you might think because these are or scenarios. Remember, these aren't and scenarios, yeah. right? It's not like the Bills need to win and this and that. That's yep. you know mul- multiplicatively low odds. Whereas it's the or NFL is a week to week league. Even though both of those teams that we could need to win, we, either of them to win if the Bills lose. Both of them are not favored by like three and a half points or something like that. Yeah. But they're not 14 point spreads or anything like that. So crazier things have happened. I mean, how many years did we have the Bills spoiling Miami's playoff hopes in a weird fluky game or the Jets? I think they did it to Ryan Fitzpatrick twice. Yes, that was a great game. I was working that game in Buffalo. They beat Fitzy's 10 and six Jets. Maybe they yep. were nine and six at the time. Yeah. So teams with nothing to lose are dangerous at this point in the year. The part about this that's interesting, and Mike McDaniel said it in his presser that their goal for the season was to win the division, the AFC East. But if I am him and my whole team is hurt, and I'm already in the guarantee spot, I'm in the playoffs no matter what. But the home game is super important, I think, for anybody in the NFL. And that will keep them motivated. But if I'm him, it's going through my head to say, Mozart, sit, Hill, sit, Waddle, sit. Like, let's get these backups. Let's get our depth, some reps, and we'll, right. we'll ball the best that we can and see how we do. But this is kind of give the, yourself, you give yourself a buy, yeah. right? Instead of risking the worst case scenario for them, which is lose the game and we're still banged up. Well, then the other but, theory is you, you lose this game to Buffalo and then you play us again as right. the seventh seed. And you want to have everybody that game, right? You want everybody locked and loaded. If you have to do a rematch two weeks later, or right. one, week, one later. week later. Yeah. So you never know. I, I It's a good coaching philosophical question, but I want the division. Four. Philosophical. Philosophical. Put it in the NABP dictionary. (laughs) So I want this division title, man. We our our previous generation got four Super Bowls. Our our best is four division titles. Give it to us. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh do you wanna do you wanna do a little top ten here? I got a list. So also want to remind you guys, this episode is brought to you by Small City Realty. If you're looking to buy, sell, or manage property in Western New York, call Zachary Corzillis at Small City Real Estate. Zach is awesome. If you live in Batavia, you probably already know Zach. Everyone knows Zach. Everyone loves Zach. So again, if you're buying or selling or looking into property management in Western New York, give Zach a call at 585-409-1088. 585-409-1088. So I, I had a good idea for a list this week, and I, I threw this one together a little bit faster than the other ones have come. So hopefully they they come together as quickly <laughs> as this one did in the in the future. But uh, did you guys, any of you guys watch the, uh, the Pop-Tart Bowl? I did not watch the pop. I saw the memes of the right. The so mascot. if if you haven't seen the memes, the the pop tart edible mascot was. I, I wish I put the video together here. Maybe I'll clip it if we do a video version of this podcast. But anyway, this human mascot, you know, that's dressed up like a toaster strudel, like a pop tart, ceremoniously at the end of the game holds up a sign that says "Dreams really do come true" as he's lowered to his death in a toaster and then fed. To the team, the edible mascot, you know, a little, a, a cake pops out the bottom of the toaster and the players start eating it <laughs> and an impressive display of sugary cannibalism, right? You know, yeah. And what what so, teams were playing in the bowl game? That's a good question. Right, somebody look that up for me really quick. I'm trying. My computer's like locked up. So Pat, you might have to get this one. <laughs> it looks like NC State Wolfpack, a couple Wolfpack members here, three of us um, and uh, K-State. Interesting. Nice. Who uh, who got to eat the the pop tart, the Kansas live mascot, State. Kansas State one? If if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to go check it out. It's been immortalized in, in the meme world of, of Twitter slash X. 
there's some good videos of it, like people mashing it up with with good music, like the Celine Dion song, you know. Yeah. The uh, what, what's the the Creed song that they played at the Dallas Cowboys halftime show in back in like 2004? Oh, yeah. Can you I don't even know if that's Creed or if I got the wrong. No, no, it's Creed. Band. It's Creed. It is Creed. Okay. We listen Creed. to Creed ironically at this house all the time. <laughs> <laughs> unironically or ironically? Ironically. Okay. Sometimes right, unironically, but, if you've had a couple of drinks yeah. and you, you know, <laughs> right. <it on>. <laughs> so anyway, I uh, I thought it would be a good idea to do the top ten alternate signs for the Pop Tart edible mascot. You know, so he's he's got the sign that says "Dreams really do come true." So I uh, I decided to make a couple that are are, are a little bit different than that. So uh, without further ado, let's see if I got my volume adjusted so the snare drum isn't blasting <laughs> me this time. All right, let's see. Let's try this. All right. Top 10 alternate signs for the Pop-Tart edible mascot. Number 10, it was a forward lateral. Number 9, toast your Pop-Tarts or they will remain sentient. Number 8, would you like to add a tip? Number 7, the lines got screwed. Yes, they did. Yeah. Anyway, number 6, help. Number 5, eat the eyes first so I don't have to watch. Number 4, this wasn't in the job description. hate when that happens. Uh, number three, in three days, I will rise from this toaster, creating what will become the predominant world religion in the year of 3000. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Number two, this is a good bit of Brando advice. Road underdogs are 60% against the spread. Yeah. And the number one alternate sign for the Pop-Tart edible mascot. The J-Corps agency for all your insurance needs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I got. That's funny. That's funny. And also, it's the road double digit underdog, right? We want to make sure that that's a very the important. The road double, di- double digit double underdog. Double digit underdog, yes. I actually Googled it. I think road dogs in general are 60% against the spread. Well, maybe road double digit so, underdogs are higher. It might even be higher than that, yeah. But I did verify that stat before I threw it on the uh, the Pop-Tart cool. uh, sign. Didn't want to lead any misinformation out there. Well, it happens. Good betting advice. Not that I ever know any of that, but <laughs> well, you know good. what? We're gonna have to we're gonna have to cook up a super parlay for Brando's bets. You know, that's what they say in gambling, right? Like if you lose, you just keep betting more to win back your losses. That's that's yeah. a great idea, right? Yes. I think that's I think that's what. Okay, people yes. don't take that seriously. I just need to just need to. <laughs> this put is the not financial advice. No, never financial advice. I, I am curious to know. Not that I would ever attempt to Brando's. You know, Brando's bet. Or a, it would probably be a Pat's plunder, but um, <laughs> Pat's plunder. <laughs> what is uh? What I wonder what the odds are for a Pat Ricard anytime touchdown next week. He did catch <laughs> one last game. This what is you, the this is the Baltimore uh, fullback, right? Yep. What are the odds they get him a touchdown? I you know what? I bet they're not up yet, but we should check in on that. I it bet you exists. it's it plus fifteen hundred, maybe probably more plus fifteen hundred. It says he I has think. a sack on defense. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I don't think you're going to be. You're not going to be able to find odds for that on any uh, non-offshore sports book. They they got Pro Bowl votes for him, Pat Ricard. Pro Bowl fullback. We will we will check in on that for Brando's bets on on Friday this week. But uh, before we do that, let's uh, let's get a break in here. We got quotes with Pat on the other side, so stick with us. We'll be right back. It's time for quotes with Pat. They're things that people said. 
Here's the first quote. I woke up yesterday. I'm ready, man. I've got controlled fury and I'm ready to go. Is this uh, Dan Campbell? I, I saw some headline about controlled fury, so I, that might have spoiled that one. Yeah. So Brandon, how do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, I, I I'm ready for you to go on a like full rager on this episode because you deserve to to let it out here. I just I have said it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. The refs suck in the NFL, and I don't know how much worse that you could get. I just know that if there's video footage of this lineman going up to the referee and he's walking away. Like he's, he declared 70 as eligible and 70 is like five yards away and 68 is in the ref's face. It it's, he should be fired. I think he got downgraded. So he's not going to be refing in the playoffs, but again, it's different because I work with children, but if there is video evidence of me ignoring the need of a child and something happens, I'm the one at fault, right? If that referee ignored a player and it's recorded for the whole world to see, he checked in, he went right to the guy, right up to the guy. He's two feet from him. If it was COVID, it would be a violation because it is not social distancing. How else could you possibly check in anymore? And to say that they, he didn't hear him, but he heard number 70 who was five yards away. It blows my mind that the NFL can allow this to exist. Not only are you messing with games in game script, but you're taking away home games from the Lions. You're taking away a first round buy from the Lions who could have the one seed. You're taking away money from the Fords to host two home games. You make money when you host these home games. That's how you make more money is by hosting home games. That's why these games are important for ownership on top of the home field advantage and you're screwing the fans because they want to go to a game and it's an embarrassment for the league. It's just embarrassing. That's all. I don't have anything yeah. else to say. You're well, I mean, an embarrassment. If anything, they would get an extra better. home game that they might not have previously unless they end up playing Dallas. Well, if you're the one seed, you get the buy and the two home games, right? So, but the lions know. would still have a home game. And if they won and they didn't play the Cowboys, I guess they would have a second one. Right. Well, they might be looking at, uh, I don't know if they're still, I don't know what the playoff picture looks like for them. They're looking more at like the three seed at this point, aren't they? Because of that loss. Yeah. So So they're most likely in the second round if they win their first matchup, they're going to have to travel somewhere in the NFC East maybe. But they would have jumped over the Niners and the Cowboys if they win that game. Oh, the Niners too? Really? Because they would have been, they would have been 12 and three. Instead of eleven and four, right? I don't know because San Francisco locked up the one seed already last week. Oh, maybe they so had if they up. were if they were able to do that, maybe that was based off oh, that. It's stupid. But. Either way, and well, they missed a call before that against the Lions, where it was Hutchinson tripping the Dallas player, right. not the other way around. So Dallas could be mad about that. The whole thing's a joke. The refs should not impact the games the way that they do. Well, so. and it's all based on nepotism and stuff, which I feel like is terrible. Ed Hockley is a terrible referee and so is his kid. And like the other <laughs> thing I'll say is, number one, it's based on cronyism and nepotism. And then they'll throw one or two qualified people in there in the name of diversity, even though the NFL doesn't give a shit about that. I mean, if you're in the you know MLB, for instance, there is a shown metric that they will use to determine your effectiveness. You know what I mean? How many balls they and strikes a, that you get? It's, and then how many, yeah. if they replay every single, you know, safe out that you do you have to get above a certain percentage yeah you know what i mean and it just seems like i'm not i took trigonometry that's the last one i ever took really but like (laughs) i mean i feel like 
you know, there's got to be there's there's no way that these guys in the NFL are measuring up to that same metric or at least are being held to that same standard. And it's something where I feel like if it's not us getting mad, someone deeper into the betting world. Is- I think you're open up <laughs> opening up everything. If the NFL and these gambling sponsorships, you know, the official sports book of the NFL or the whatever you want to say, whichever book it is, whoever goes on record to do this, the NFL is making money for that. That's why the injury reports have to be so specific. It's why the fines come out. If Joe Burrow's got a wrist brace on and he's not on the injury report or Josh Allen with a sore shoulder and he's not on the injury report, but you're not, you don't want those to be on the injury report because people will go after you, right? They'll go after your shoulder. They'll go after your knee or your wrist if you have a brace on them. So it's a, it's a funny fickle circle to be in. So but you're right. The, th- the baseball. We, before we go back to that, do you think that that might be what's going on with Stefan Diggs? You know, obviously wild speculation there. I don't know. I think about, uh, about his reduced role. Allen could play better. It's good to spread the ball out. But I think when he got suplexed in that game, do you remember he got suplexed? Diggs did. Yeah. Somebody picked him up, threw him on the ground on his back. Maybe like you six think weeks that might ago. be, that I might think be that, part of it. I said it that day. I think I texted Nizzy. I was like, that doesn't look good. That hurts. Back injuries can linger. Yeah, maybe everybody's banged up though, but this is the second year in a row where he's kind of fallen off in the back half of the season. So if, I was looking at his numbers today and he has a hundred catches for 1053 yards and that would be through a 16 game season. And that would be one of his lowest producing seasons here, but he did hit the hundred catches. And that was one of our bets in the beginning of the season. Digs over 99 catches. So I'm always here for that. Yep. But yeah. Pat, Sorry, last thing. The MLB is a good example because they have the pitch tracker now where it's all automated by computers that call the games and the ref will be back there and they can compare how you do compared to how the computer does. That's so smart. Like That's such a good idea. Obviously, that's harder with subjective NFL calls. But IBM, get Watson. Get it loaded. (laughs) I mean, how far are we from that? You know, like probably far enough because the NFL is far enough for now. I mean, it's just. Michigan just beat Alabama. Sorry. They stopped them at the three-yard line. Yep, they're going to the national title game. Sorry to interrupt you, though. Michigan just got the stop at the goal line. It was a QB QB keeper from the four-yard line in overtime. Wow. And they stopped them. That's exciting. All right. Well, Pat's still got one more quote yes. for us here. Yeah. Right? Sorry. Here, I got I got a little carried away, but I think <laughs> no, a lot we, of just, Pat. Pat, we got carried away there. We totally side side back <laughs> your conversation. And I mean, there. If nothing else, I feel like sometimes too, it's like easy for us as and I hate referees and I hate the concept of what it takes to be a referee in the NFL and everything like really I do. But at the same time, like everyone at the end of the day is going to make a crappy call, but it just seems like these calls are like amplified when the moment that they're being, they're in high leverage situations. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe if we had some more data, we could say, okay, listen, this guy's usually pretty good, but he he dropped a turd right here. Um, But (laughs) uh, all right. They came up to me during the bye week beginning of the bye week, maybe Monday or Tuesday. And they told me that if I don't change my contract, my injury guarantee that I'll be benched for the rest of the year. Poor Russ. This is, uh, Russell, yeah. Yeah. And not Russell Salvatore. <laughs> no. <laughs> Russell Wilson, yeah. What, what do you guys think him. about what do you guys think about situation? I don't know. I feel bad for him, but I don't because he's he still gonna make eighty something million dollars to not play football. That's fine. I'll take it. You you want a super yeah. bowl, you bend another one. You're a legend, you're going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, well, my, my question is too. So we think of it this way too. So if the chiefs lose last week, we're going in to week 18 with whatever the AFC West on the line, which is crazy because you think, you know, the Broncos do win last week. So I I thought it was crazy that they made that move when their playoff chances were not zero. 
Sean Payton must hate Russell Wilson. Like he yeah, must really yeah. despise Russell Wilson for this. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem like a lot of people like Russ, honestly. But a lot of people don't like Sean Payton either, which is funny. Because what does their locker room look like? I would be super curious to to know that Sean Payton's coming in, getting rid of Russell Wilson's office, making his trainer leave. This is the not the Russell Wilson show, right? They talked about the team, but he hasn't played bad. They made his trainer league. Is that like the whole Brady thing Kinda. with this trailer? Or yeah, Alex, oh wait, he had the trainer and then the trainer passed away and he was, yes, and then yeah. he was like in mental unrest. Yeah. yeah. And then he had his own office where he was trying to like do meetings and stuff. But the coaches were like, these are not your place to do the meetings. I don't know. The whole thing is crazy. I feel bad because he's been playing good watching Denver. He's had at least one throw, even if he's not his old self, one throw every game that changes the game to Cortland Sutton in the end zone or Jerry Judy down the sideline. So he's, he has made enough plays to be a quarterback in the league. He's got what? 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Those are almost like Josh Allen's numbers this year. So except one half of the interceptions. Yeah. Right. And one half of the total yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> you can see Russell being so uh, double them both. What team would take on Russell next year is the question. I don't know. There's a lot of QB hungry teams. New England. The, 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 the Panthers. Talk about a, you know, Disgrace. A blank show. Did you guys see the video of their owner throwing the drink at somebody? Yeah. Oh man. I, I just, I, I feel bad for, I feel bad for Carolina Panthers fans. Like look at their last two seasons and where they were. Like they could have actually gone for, they could have actually gone, tried to get Lamar Jackson. Lamar. And they went out and said no. Yeah. And so they used two first round picks to trade up up. to draft Bryce Young instead of CJ Stroud. And, you know, now they're at this place where their owner is throwing drinks at people and they're two and 14. I I mean, I also think that, well, it's hard to say because Trevor was bad his first year. There's a lot of guys that are bad their first year. But Bryce Young's had the worst rookie season ever, almost. It's not just bad rookie football. It's like the worst. He's been doing AAU freaking special treatment stuff since he was 11 years old. And that's not in the NFL. you You can be. The number one seeded or number two seeded team in the entire NFC conference and make less than the backup quarterback at University of Texas. So like maybe he needs to yeah. realize well, I think I think they drafted him because their owner fell in love with him. And I think from what Frank Reich was saying, he he kind of let on that they wanted CJ Stroud. And yeah. so again, it might just be kind of like, I mean, look at the 2017 class with with Josh and Baker and and Lamar and how that shook out and you know, Baker obviously goes first overall, but isn't the best quarterback to come out of that class. And that's just because scouting is not perfect. Yeah. At all. Well, I mean, Baker also had a significantly better rookie year than, than I would agree with that. Yeah. I would, I would definitely agree with that. So that's why CJ Stroud might, or I mean, sorry, Bryce Young might be an even a, a bigger bust. And so is CJ Stroud rookie of the year then, would you guys say? Hands down. You go D'Amico Ryan's coach of the year, CJ Stroud rookie of the no, year. No, Kevin Sapansky, man. He had four starting quarterbacks in Cleveland. I mean, we love we 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 love Kevin. You you know how we feel about Kevin on the show, but <laughs> I I don't know. I think it's uh, Puka Nakua. Who is a rookie's played better? Yeah, Puka than- Nakua might be a good like runner up for that. But I think it's tough because CJ Stroud's missed a lot of games down the stretch, and there's definitely some bias in those NFL awards. It, it really does matter how you finish the season if it's if it's neck and neck. If you have yeah, stats and, and that the are, Rams bones are beyond going to the playoffs, I guess like we already know so. Right. So I don't know. Maybe they'll give it to CJ Stroud because they favor quarterbacks, not as much as MVP, but interesting odds here. CJ Stroud minus a thousand. Puka Nakua plus five hundred. Jamar Gibbs okay. plus five. <laughs> so apparently 000. it's it's not close. No. Apparently it's not close. CJ Stroud's been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, not just yeah. 
yeah. best rookie in the NFL. So and again, we we haven't seen him for a couple of weeks, so it's kind of like we are the NFL cycle moves fast. So, yeah. but that doesn't matter because he's had such a great season. So, how are our Josh Allen MVP odds looking right now? Not good, I would assume after this week. <laughs> it stinks, man. Uh, he just needed a couple touchdown passes yesterday. Yeah, that probably would have kept him in the race until the end. But I, I'm looking it up. I don't know. I typed I typed in touchdown odds, not MVP odds. Plus twenty five hundred this week. <sighs> Oof, devastating. Yeah. Well, just burn that twenty dollar bill I gave you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been interesting watching the Bills Super Bowl odds float around the season too, because DraftKings did a promo, and basically I have a bet on the Bills to win the Super Bowl for the promo, and you can see the cash out option. So at the beginning of the year, it started at where it was, and then it went up, 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 and then obviously collapsed down to beneath what the original cash out value was. And it's back to even, it literally is back to exactly where it started at like plus a thousand odds. That's interesting. And now they're up to like, I think they're the third most likely team for Super Bowl odds, I was gonna which say, is crazy, crazy because they might not even make the playoffs. Like they don't even have a playoff spot locked up and they're plus 800 yeah. or something like that. And, and third behind Baltimore and San Francisco. I, I put a dollar on them to win the Super Bowl, maybe at plus 3,400. When they nice. were at the bottom, and now the cash out is like three dollars, so nice. they've doubled the the bet for me to cash out, which is interesting. That just happened today, but I thought the same thing you did. I'm like, why are they giving me this cash out here when uh, we might not even make the playoffs? So, right, it's because their odds are so good compared to where they were. Where they were like it's down yeah. to plus eight hundred. That cash out is a cheap option too. Like yeah. that's not actually reflective of the odds. They always lower it a little bit. It so. would have been cooler to put like a hundred bucks on them at their lowest. And then cash out now at like 300 if that's how it right. would work. But Right. But you didn't know if it was really going to go south at that point either. It so. still could go south. Right? We were talking about Sean McDermott's pregame speeches being inappropriate. Like that that's where we were at during the season. Yeah, like that is true. <laughs> since that story's come out, the Bills haven't lost a game. No. So here we here we are. <laughs> Playing for their guy. All Playing vibes. for their guy, defending their land. Yep. Their yep. holy land. No. <laughs> we have to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh all right well you guys know where to find us on twitter instagram and all that crap at not buff podcast uh we'll be back on friday doing some brando's bets and some game picks getting you ready for the last weekend in the nfl Ooh. so stay tuned for that thanks again for all the support on our episode 200 appreciate all the comments and stuff out there and i uh, hope you guys enjoyed the uh the video episode and stuff like that if you want to find that it is on the buffalo rumblings youtube and on your our youtube channel as well surprise it's at not buff podcast so you can go check that out if you missed it or you want to see the video version of the top 10 that we did or or any of the other stuff. So, all right, we'll be back on Friday, like I said. And uh, until then, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.